Hello and welcome to Athletic Therapy Now, a podcast for athletic therapists by an athletic therapist. My name is Ashley Burr and I will be your host. Thank you for joining us today. Hello and welcome to Athletic Therapy Now. This is episode three, somatic therapy and breath work. Our guest today is Kathleen Hossack. Kathleen is a certified athletic therapist with additional training in somatic therapies, coaching and trauma-informed care. Movement was her first love affair, which led her down a therapeutic path. From there, she met breath, the nervous system, body work, and experienced what it means to be an impactful therapist from practitioners she met being on the client's side of the table, along with developing her practices professionally. She has spent time as a personal trainer, medical equipment salesperson, first responder, group movement instructor, and coach, athletic therapist field side and the clinic side, breath worker, mentor, somatic therapist, and performance coach. These days, Kathleen splits her time between three main endeavors, evoke body and mind, her clinical practice, Riddell, Ridwell, Ridewell performance, and equestrian athlete-focused practice, and enhanced therapeutic embodiment, a mentorship-based continuing education program for therapists, those in leadership, and individuals seeking personal development. She seems to call in all of the complex cases, such as um, as such works often with chronic illness, chronic pain diagnosis, such as fibromyalgia, chronic pain, PTSD, CPTSD, EDS, anxiety, depression, IBS, autoimmune-based presentations, and many more undiagnosed chronic or complex symptoms. Her practice has always been focused on education, seeing the whole person amidst all the parts, and supporting her clients in enhancing their relationship to themselves amidst the chaos of life. She sees clients as teaching groups full-time throughout Western Canada, with the home base being in Winnipeg, Manitoba. She also writes regularly and has been featured as a columnist in a variety of publications and has presented keynotes and workshops at the national level throughout Canada. So, Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. First off, what I would like to ask you is to share your favorite thing about being an athletic therapist, and then we'll get into the questions. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I realize as you're reading my bio, I need to shorten my bio. <laughs> <laughs> Hold along. <laughs> anyway, it's it's um, good. You do so much, and I had no idea how much you really were were into. So it was really, uh, I really enjoyed reading that. <laughs> good. Um, I guess that kind of speaks to you know my answer to that first question. My favorite part of being of being an athletic therapist has always been just the diversity of our work. You know, all the different things that we can and and environments that we can find ourselves in as ATs with the breadth of our. Um, baseline training and everything that can come from that you know that was what pulled me into athletic therapy and that's you know to this day as as I can hear myself saying in my bio you know there's so much diversity to the work yeah that's great I love that too um and I love how you said in your bio that you work with the whole person and not just a part of a person that's that's really important to to consider when we're working with our clients um is that they aren't just a pelvis or a a neck right they're a whole person there's lots of things that are involved in that care totally so um one of the big things that you are into when you teach is somatic therapy can you tell us what is somatic therapy yeah i can do my best <laughs> um somatic therapy somatics in general essentially means body-based 
So somatic therapy is still a pretty, you know, broad term, but essentially somatic therapists often work quite, you know, quite in depth with the body mind perspective. So, um, you know, it's working with sensation in the body, it's working with body based experiencing um, from a client's perspective, in a way that helps them um, negotiate through different experiences or deal with different illnesses or past events that they might be currently processing. So it's a way to, from, from my perspective and how I tend to use the word somatics or somatic therapy, it's very much an integrative approach between body and mind. Um, and it kind of encompasses that whole person approach that uh, I spoke to in my bio uh, in that we are diving a bit deeper into the language of the body in a way that is meaningful for the client. Great. Thank you. Um, so essentially, somatic therapy is just working, integrating the whole body, the mind, everything that's involved in essentially being a person. Totally. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. That's really cool. How is somatic therapy and breathwork helpful to your clients? Yeah, so I um, I actually worked, I got into uh, breathwork-based modalities before I even knew of the term somatics, uh, and I found my way into breathwork, um, you know, I usually say I kind of stumbled into it uh, quite literally, you know, it was a, a training that was being hosted at a yoga studio I'd been going to for years, and it came into my life at a time where, um, you know, it was maybe about five or six years into my practice as an AT and I'd been noticing a lot of the contributing factors from other areas of my clients' lives with their physical complaints, um, whatever, whether it was an acute injury or often I'm working with chronic injury in my practice. So I was really noticing that, you know, even at working to the best of my abilities with the skills that I had in terms of just, you know, your typical physical therapy tools and the hands-on work, you know, I was still encountering the emotional side of a client's process and, uh, you know, the other factors as to maybe past trauma or different lived experiences that were impacting how they could progress in their rehab. So when I encountered breathwork first for myself, um, I uh, started to really make the connection in my own process as to how, you know, all of those things were connected. And of course, I think all of us could recognize um that the the mind and the body are connected, you know, our emotions are going to impact our physical sensations and our ability to move through different injury processes. Um, but there are certain things that I encountered in breathwork where it was like, okay, this is kind of like connecting all the dots for me. I started to learn more about the nervous system. I started to learn more about um, how all of the systems in our body are connected through that training and those trainings. It was quite a long training that I did. Uh, and then from there was introduced to the trauma-informed perspectives, uh, working more specifically with uh, nervous system regulation type work. And from there kind of started to pull in this language of somatic therapy. Somatic therapy, um, while I'm not technically a somatic somatic experiencing, which is a quite a more common training now, um, you know, that was part of a lot of the other trainings that I did were kind of pulling from those systems. Um, and it started just connecting all the dots to how um, how I could help even in a physical therapy practice some of my clients work with all aspects of their life. So in my practice today, um, I do quite a lot of combination work between what you would you know typically encounter 
seeing an athletic therapist in a physical therapy type setting, you know, I'm working with everything from acute to chronic cases, often more chronic cases. And the somatics and the breathwork side allow me to, um, again, it's working with that nervous system, that piece of the puzzle. So helping somebody kind of become more regulated with themselves, increase their awareness, especially their body awareness and their interoception, which is a big part of somatics, working with the internal sensations and awarenesses um, in various contexts. And so it's often for me a way to help set the stage for the other tools that I'm using. So if a client comes in and, you know, we're maybe working through, you know, as an example, let's say like a whiplash rehab type scenario, um, I usually lead those sessions with, and it's actually very similar for concussion cases for me these days. I have a few of those on the go. And I usually lead those cases with some of the somatics work and the breath work based work to help them regulate the nervous system and help the whole system settle, which enhances the work that we can do with, you know, any of the hands on modalities like massage or, or body work, as well as the exercise adherence. I find it's a really big piece too. It kind of just sets the stage for every, every other foundational approach to have the most impact. Um, and also it's huge for symptom mitigation, you know, especially with pain and tension, working with the nervous system and helping uh, improve interoception for a client and then proprioception from there through the somatic-based skills uh, is, is a big, big key, I find, for working through pain-based intrusion. That's great. Thank you for that. That's such a, like a detailed answer. I appreciate that. So would this be kind of along the lines of you hear the word, um, very hot topic, biopsychosocial, the way that you're explaining mm. it sounds um, like a very similar approach. Would this be kind of a subdivision of that or how does this fit in with biopsychosocial? Yeah, I would say there's definitely a lot of um, interlinking pieces to that. Biopsychosocial theory is, is a big part um, in many cases as how you know, I was certainly taught that through my breathwork trainings and um, in part during a lot of the somatic work and training that I've done. I do find, like, it's a really good question. I haven't actually been asked that exact question before, so I'm just kind of calculating my answer. I do find, and this is maybe a personal opinion on both approaches, I find simply the biopsychosocial still has limitations to it um, in that it's, even though it's working to combine all aspects of a person's lives or many aspects of a person's life, it still categorizes them, right? You're still putting things in the category of like, this is biology, this is psychology, this is, you know, the socioeconomic side to it. Um, so yes, and um, the somatics piece and the breathwork pieces that I'm pulling from in my work kind of um, work with all those categories without categorizing them, if that makes sense. You know, it's kind of a more blended perspective and it's connecting them all much more embodied meaningfully for the client uh, without having to label you know okay I need you to work on your mental health or I need you to do this it's kind of just let's just approach the whole system like face on and work with it in a way that it's a very body directed process and that's always what I'm telling my clients is when we work with this work we're not going in with an agenda we're not going in with you know, we need to work through this issue, we need to work through this emotion, or we need to work through this pain point or whatever. It's very much, let's see what your body is actually communicating. And we can do that by tuning into your sensations, tuning into um, all these things from a place of mindfulness or regulation. And from there, the body kind of guides the rest of it. 
And sometimes that is emotional work and sometimes that is just sensation-based work or movement-based um, inquiry. Um, yeah, so long, convoluted answer short, yes. <laughs> They're very similar and they, I think they do um, interchange with each other quite often. And then there's maybe some key, maybe semantics differences between the two. That's great. I um, Yeah, it's just the way you explained it sounds very similar. And um, I like what you said about how how the BPS model can have its limitations and is restricted and is very um, maybe almost pathologized where it's it's here's your three separate areas that you have to focus on. Uh, one of my mentors, um, Anthony Lowe, has a, a blog about he compares the BPS model to making pancakes. And how it's not, I mean, mm. you can have all of the different ingredients, but once you mix it together, it's just a pancake. And right. it's not it's not separated, which was a really interesting way um, to kind of think about that. But I like that it's, it's um, a similar description to the BPS model, but has its, its own kind of area, maybe alongside the BPS model versus within that BPS model. Does that sound, am I on, on the right yeah, lines with that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think even if I could simplify my own answer, but I think the BPS model fits into the world of somatics for sure and fits into that whole idea of this, like the whole systems approach. Um, yeah, so it's maybe one part of many, right? And it's one way of viewing things, one way of languaging things. Um, and, you know, as you probably know in your own practice, one way of languaging thing isn't going to work for every single person either, right? So, yeah, that's, that's I think, what I mean about the semantics is that it's part of, it's part of the bigger picture for sure. And it's an important part, I think, for, to make its way into our work more and more. Um, and it's not the only, the only way of seeing things or interpreting things either. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think that does really simplify that. And, uh, so you talked about how when you use this with your clients, when you use your your somatic work and breath work with your clients, you're you're kind of starting with it, you're leading with it, and um, to help to decrease some of those those pain systems and to regulate the nervous system. And with that, um, would that be similar to so for myself, if somebody comes in and they've had a car accident and their nervous system is just ramped up. Um, I might do acupuncture with them to help to calm that nervous system down. Is this kind of one of those other um, options that maybe is a little bit less invasive in that way? Or how would that compare to other modalities that help to regulate the nervous system? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's, yeah, it, it could be used that way as kind of um, a, a non-invasive way of um, helping support somebody's system towards regulation. Uh, and how I find I use it is very much as a way to help the client check in with themselves and help them check in with their own awarenesses before we even start a lot of other, you know, treatment tools. Um, you know, I, and sometimes, you know, it's very different for every client. You know, sometimes there's, you know, what, what we call a somatic inquiry process, which is, you know, a way of guiding a client or facilitating a client and tapping into their sensations and different things that they're noticing in the body and kind of grounding and presencing them through that process, which is a regulating process in and of itself. 
Um, so with many clients, I'm doing exactly that. You know, we're spending the first bit of a session kind of tuning inwards, uh, working with those sensations. And out of that can come some movement-based or hands-on support or even just kind of, you know, breathing into different sensations and working with sensations in, in that way as well. And other times, it's as simple as me facilitating maybe a more direct experience. So it might be a certain way that I'm relating to that client at the beginning of a session. You know, whether it's if I'm doing hands-on work, maybe doing a few moments of just broad pressure with some breathing, you know, really basic tools to help the whole system settle. Um, But the biggest, I think, difference in that work is that it's very directed towards helping the client tune inwards and stay present during the session whereas just applying a tool and I have nothing against any tool I think all tools are valuable sometimes it allows the client to check out as well right it is kind of a way for them to get out of their sensation which definitely has a time and a place Um, whereas my goal is to where can we in a in a regulated and within that client's capacity way wait uh, wait help them be inwards, right? And and noticing and regulated and grounded within that because that's where the nervous system really becomes supported and that's where everything else can start to unwind and unfold in the in the session from there. That's great. That's really cool. And I I I like what you said about being um the breathwork somatic therapy a little bit more intentional and it sounds like it's something that they can take with them whereas something like acupuncture they're, they might check out it. It's not something that they can do on their own. So once they're out of the clinic, um, it doesn't help them. And that would be more of that that facilitating and guiding versus a, a fixing role. Um, totally. Is that, am I on the right line yes. with that? Totally. And uh, yeah, again, it's, you know, it's something that in, a, in big or small ways, I do find it's an intentional way for clients to begin working you know, within their relationship to themselves and their experiences, right? Whether that's sensation, pain, injury, illness, whatever. Um, you know, so often I think in our in our culture and in our conventional systems for rehab, we are very focused on fixing or getting rid of or, you know, changing something, which is certainly important and certainly valuable, of course. That's, you know, why we all have jobs. Um, and people are always going to get injured and, and need that support. Um, but, and maybe this comes from, you know, the amount of, you know, like I said, in that bio, like complex and chronic cases that I've seen to work with a lot of my career, a lot of the time, you know, there's, I think a lot of symptoms that get perpetuated or created because we're resisting or trying to get rid of something. Um, and I'm very much of the philosophy that everything the body does, it has a reason for, you know, biology isn't, isn't a dumb system at this point of evolution. Um, so while certainly there can be dysregulation and kind of, um, you know, unexpected or out of tolerance things within that, I've never, I, I do think it's important and valuable for many clients to have tools to start to rebuild that relationship to themselves and to their bodies in a world where we spend so much time trying to disconnect from sensation from intrusive intrusive things and and injuries or symptoms is a better way of putting that yeah and I I just I like 
I like where where you're going with the facilitating and guiding versus fixing. And um, I mean, I also think it's important for those clients to make those decisions as to do they want <laughs> do you want to just lay down on a table and disconnect, or do you want to to take charge today and and just have us facilitate what you're doing? Exactly. Um, which totally. sounds like you have a lot of options there with that somatic and breath work to. Um, go either direction with that facilitation and guiding of your clients, which is really fantastic. Totally. I think it's, I think it's really important to, you know, whenever and, and always with the intention of, you know, restoring a client back to their place of agency, right? So it's certainly valuable sometimes to come and receive treatment and receive support in a way that is not maybe as directly incumbent on them to be engaged in, right? We all know the value of a good acupuncture session or massage or something that just really helps you settle and sure that means kind of stepping back and not having to be in an experience so directly super super important right and that's why I say every every client I work with this stuff with is so different because sometimes it is literally like what do you need today you just need support right you need that hands-on or that you know tool-based support system great we can do that right or are do you want to work with us in a different way is your intention different great, we have tools for that too. And in either case, here's some things you can take and do for yourself in either on either side of that spectrum. That's fantastic. That was a great kind of recap on on the last little bit of our, our discussion there. Thank you for that. Um, the last question I had for you was how do you integrate this into your practice? But I think you answered that already. You you start with it with all your clients. It's kind of part of your, it sounds like it's part of your your assessment, part of your treatment and everything that you're doing with your clients, you're able to to integrate this. Um, so I'm going to make that just a little bit more of a direct question then is, is this something, do you say to clients, okay, we're going to do somatic work and breath work, or is it kind of more just, it, it happens as part of it, um, versus having to label exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, both, (laughs) um, you know, if, if you were to look at just my website or my booking website, you would see options. You know, I have all of the athletic therapy, typical kind of booking options. And then I also have things that are much more specifically labeled as somatic breathwork, embodiment-based work. That being said, um, with the bulk of my athletic therapy cases at this point, you know, so even somebody who's just booking in for athletic therapy, the somatics way of working, you know, it kind of turns into a way of relating to clients too, right? So it's a lot of the interpersonal communication skills and the um, presence that I'm I'm creating in my workspace and the environment that I'm setting, you know, that all feeds into it, right? So indirectly or directly, it's still working its way into my work. Um, it also comes into how I maybe interview a client or dialogue with a client indirectly uh, and then work with their system from there, whether I'm integrating some specific ways of breathing or specific ways of regulating the nervous system in like kind of, you know, we'll say microdose-like tools <laughs> of that work. Um, versus, you know, if somebody comes in and, and the, you know, we are working more directly with the somatics and breathwork tools, the session would be much more orientated around just those skill sets with maybe little tidbits of things like a hands-on support or movement-based um, work that would come more from the, the AT side. Um, so it can go either direction, but I definitely find it's just on the whole, it's a way of operating in my clinic at this point. That's very nervous system friendly, trauma informed, body based type work, client based type work. That with that underlying principle of helping that client relate to themselves and and be within find their capacity again with whatever they're working with, um, and then progress within that wherever it's context appropriate for them. 
um, yeah, the long answer short, both <laughs> indirect and direct, it's working its way into how I operate in the clinic every day. That's really cool. I have just so many questions that are popping up, but we're trying to keep this podcast down to 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> so we're we're going to leave it at that. Um, I'm going to uh, just give a quick recap on what we talked about today. And then, um, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit about how people can find you. So um, essentially today we talked about that somatic therapy, how it's, it's an in-depth um, way to work with your clients, with their body and their mind. Uh, and it's helpful for any sort of current or past events that are going on in their lives. Um, and the really nice thing, uh, you had said that it's, it's, it can be integrated into the whole system versus just a part of the person's body. Um, and then you talked about how you kind of just stumbled into this through another course or through your yoga studio. Um, and you found that it was really helpful with the, with um, helping clients, guiding clients and facilitating clients towards uh, working on their emotions because we know that our emotions can have a huge physical or a huge effects effect on our physical sensation. Um, and it's, it's great as a, as a combination work to work with the nervous system, um, to help people, uh, regulate their nervous system and become more aware of their body and their nervous system, uh, and, and helps to set the stage for other tools. And then we talked about how, um, this would work really well with clients that do have a um, higher level of pain or they've been in a car accident or something traumatic. You mentioned near the end about um, clients who have uh, PTSD uh, that's a really nervous system friendly way of way of treating and how this kind of is not it's not the biopsychosocial model, but maybe the biopsychosocial model sits alongside it or even is a small portion of what somatic therapy and breath work is compared to them being the exact same or not even one above the other but more in conjunction um mm -hmm. you're nodding so i'm, I'm saying it right which, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. good <laughs> and then um and then what i really loved about it was the the discussion on fixing or sorry, facilitating and guiding their clients versus fixing. So it's something that you can guide them through in the clinic or online, it sounds like. And then it's something that mm -hmm. they can take home with them and they can do on their own. Um, but they can still make that choice. You know, if they want a little bit more of that hands-on, they can make that choice and you can integrate that into their their hands-on treatment. Or um, if, they, if they do um, want it to be a full somatic treatment then it can be that full somatic breathwork treatment with maybe a little bit of other things here and there um sorry just looking at my my messy messy <laughs> notes here and then you know the difference between um different treatments that can regulate the nervous system this one's a really good way that clients can be more intentional um, they can tune inwards versus something like acupuncture, which still has its its place in the world, but that's a really easy place for people to check out and be less intentional. And then um, when we were talking about how you integrate this into your into your practice, we kind of got into um, having to be able to relate with your clients and have those interpersonal relationship skills and interviewing skills, and and again back to that 
you can use parts of it in an appointment. So if a client comes in for a general AT appointment, you might still use some of that, or you will still use some of that somatic treatment and breath work. But if a client comes in to you specifically for that, then you're obviously going to use more of that. Did I miss anything on that summary of the last 25 minutes? No, we covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, but it was really good. I think that was that was so great, Kathleen. Um, can you can you share with us um, how people can get a hold of you? Um, whether it's your website, your socials, that's something that I'll link down in the in the show notes, and then um, any upcoming information about your course, if they're what the dates are, if they can register, where they can register. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as was alluded to in my bio, I do have three different, um, um, accounts, businesses, practices, whatever. Um, but if you're, if you're interested in learning more about my clinical practice specifically on social media, I'm at the practical dot healer. Uh, and my website is evokebodymind.com.ca. Um, and you know, if anybody's very interested in what I do with, uh, horse duck riders or equestrians, ride roll performance is my account there. Uh, and my kind of my newest and growing endeavor that is niche more mentorship and, um, you know, returning back to helping other professionals focused would be Enhanced Therapeutic Embodiment. Our website is enhancedtherapeuticembodiment.com and we're Enhanced Therapeutic Embodiment on social media. And that's where I offer, you know, kind of these co- courses that we're currently working on that are focused on helping um, practitioners especially, but also people in management and just individuals wanting to learn more about this work and starting to integrate some of these impersonal, interpersonal skills, nervous system friendly based work, somatic based work into their existing scope of practice. So in that course, we have, you know, right now we've had a bit of everything from massage therapists, ATs, um, mental health workers, medical professionals, uh, different coaches of different kinds come through so far as well as just individuals interested in in integrating this into their own personal lives or relationships um so we do have a few upcoming things this spring we have two kind of shorter uh workshops coming up on march 16th and april 6th they're just 90 minute online sessions workshops and lecture series about relationship-based work so the first one is um creating meaningful connections and that's all about working with the nervous system working with different communication based skills to enhance your relationships with clients or um, personal relationships or even your relationship to yourself and within that we do include some important things that are often missed for practitioners like boundaries and um, how to work uh, you know within professional relationships in a meaningful way without burning out um, second to that, our second workshop on April 6th, which is another shorter form workshop. Uh, it's about creating presence. Um, so setting up environments in a way that support mindfulness and intention, uh, regardless of how you're using that in professional or personal ways. And then our bigger course, which is 125 hours uh, training. Uh, we have a level one, the first portion of that 125 hours, uh, two upcoming, one in Winnipeg, uh, in at the beginning of May, I believe it's the first weekend in May, May 2nd to 5th uh, in Winnipeg, and uh, another level one in Calgary at the end of May, May 30th to June 2nd would be that training. So both those trainings, level one is all about the nervous system. It's all about starting to integrate 
self meaningful self care work for practitioners or professionals of various types. And again, kind of an asterisk point that I find is missed for a lot of us in our training, right? We always kind of learn the hard way how to take care of ourselves and relate to ourselves when we're working with other people in service provider roles. Um, it also starts to introduce trauma-informed practices and um, some really basic breathwork and somatic practices. Level one, we focus on working with the relationship you have to yourself and to your environment. And then level two and three, take that to more client-facing roles. So actually facilitating the work in a way that works in your existing scope of practice. Um, which is why we've designed it around practitioners to start at this time. So anyway, we have level one starting in Maine, both Winnipeg and Calgary. Um, yeah, so you can find out more about that uh, at the EnhancedTherapeuticEmbodiment.com website or on our social media or by reaching out to me directly on any of my accounts, really. <laughs> um, yeah, all of them come to me. So um, yeah, that's that's all I have, I think, to share on that. Perfect. Thank you so much. So I will, um, I'll have those all linked in the show notes so that people can easily access them. Um, I'll just ask that you send me the, the links for those specific well, courses. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today and, and for all of that information. That was really good to learn more about somatic therapy and breathwork. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm.